0: This is the GQ Coaches Show. Now, get ready to chop it up with your hosts, Coaches G and Q, for the Real talking Sports. It is that time of week when it's time for you to get ready to buckle up and listen to the Real talking Sports, along with the greatest co-host this side of heaven, none other than Coach Q. What's poppin', Coach Q? Hey, what's going
1: on, Coach G? Man, I'm so excited tonight. Man, I'm going to be sitting across from you chopping it up. By all things NFL, the NBA tip-off opening up tomorrow night. So let's get it popping. Lace up those sneakers tight because LeBron James and the Lakers, Nikola Jokic and the Denver Nuggets are on the way. So after this short break, Coach G and I are going to come right back and
0: we're going to be chopping it up. Hey, you know what? You're exactly right. So you know what, Coach? You know what? I'll tell you what. Let's start right here. I want to talk about my boys yesterday. We out on the West Coast. And we just yes, man everybody was like naysaying and what are they gonna do and who should be this but you know what here's what I really want to highlight we mm-hmm. were able to we were able to control the line of scrimmage at certain times I'm not saying we're there, but at certain times we were able to move the ball when we need to move the ball got that first down move the chains but of course defense made a few plays and the big thing is when the defense makes a few plays, we've got to be able to go down and capitalize so T.J. Watt gets the interception. We go down, score a touchdown. Your thoughts on my boys yesterday?
1: Yesterday, I thought the offense clicked um, for Pittsburgh yesterday. Everybody continues to say that Pittsburgh can't score. They can't do this. Well, yesterday they put up 24 big points. So the offense clicked on yesterday. I think it's just a matter of timing, getting guys timing together, and those guys are going to be just fine. Pittsburgh, to me, in my opinion, is going to be right there in the end when it comes down to the um, AFC North Division.
0: Well, I tell you what, now, I know we got by and we beat them, uh, them boys out of Baltimore, and they went and they 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 put a whooping on Detroit yesterday. I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was because of the special ceremony they were having. But no matter what, they uh, the Ravens are for real. Hats off. Uh, congratulations to Lamar Jackson for just a stellar performance uh, on yesterday. But I got to go. We got to go to New York. We got to go to your boys, right? I roll in, and I see that, and I'm like, all right, it's 14 nothing. They dropped seven. I'm like, all right, they're going to be able to move. What was the, what was the in and out? I didn't, I'm going to be honest with you. I did not see you know majority of the game. I only caught the back end of that game. So what, what was the slip-ups? Coach G, the offense
1: just wasn't there yesterday. Um, and for, for whatever reason, our offensive line cannot protect our quarterback, and some of it may be on Sam Howe, holding on to the ball too long, but our coaching staff never made any adjustments into the second half of the ball game yesterday. You, the New York Giants defense kept blitzing, 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 blitzing. We could not stop it. They sacked Sam Howell like They came into the game with five sacks on the year. They sacked Sam Howe five times in the first half yesterday. Five times. Your, your quarterback is not going to last him, uh, him getting hit like that. And so, therefore, we never made an adjustment into the second half. Second half came around. Then we decided to put Sam Howell on the move. Let him get out, outside the pocket and make some plays that way because we just couldn't trust the offensive line. Needless to say, the offensive line has to get better. The defense showed up and played for me yesterday. They, they. I mean, um, Chase Young and Montrez Sweat, Montez Sweat was all over the place yesterday. I think Chase Young ended up with his fifth sack yesterday. Um, but I mean, he just played outstanding, outstanding football on the defensive side. I still think our defense could be better. We got some injuries in the sec in the secondary. I get it, but I still think we got to be able to get a pass rush on the quarterback more frequently. If we can do that, our defense will be fine. Our linebackers got to be better because I mean, one uh, say Barkley was running the ball yesterday. He ran the ball pretty well. And once he gets past our D, t- D tackles, our linebackers got to be able to make plays. Don't let this guy get in the secondary and make him plays. The Giants wind up winning 14-7, to seven, but I just think we could have been better on the offensive side of the ball. We got to show up the offensive line, and to me, that's coaching. If you don't make the adjustment into the second half,
0: man, we really could have got blown out had we been playing a much better um, football team on yesterday. But you know, I think that's a great call. When when you when your man rolls in there and he, he gets sacked five times after the third sack, when are you gonna make the I get halftime, I get that, but you can't sit there and let a man get on his back, uh dropping in and, and not waiting. Hey, so what we're gonna do right now, we're gonna go ahead and bring all right, sounds good. So go ahead, Coach Q. Hey,
1: what's going on, Coach Hury? I what's just like on? to introduce you real quick. Welcome to the um, GQ Coaches Show. The head football and baseball coach from Douglas Bird High School, Coach Maurice
0: Huey.
2: How you guys doing?
0: Oh, we going to – You know what? Not not bad for Monday. Not coming on well. Matter of fact, we we'll just we just opened up the show, and not bad for my Steelers getting that dub yesterday. Uh, and, uh, and we we we're just talking to the Steelers. He said, did he, did he? Did he said who? Oh man! All right, he must be must. He must be one of the Ravens fans. Absolutely. Oh, hey, we got, Absolutely. we got a bad connection on this end, Coach. Quick. So with that, <laughs> first of all, Coach, we certainly appreciate your time and taking out, and as folks you see, he's probably out on the gridiron right now, so it's a special great effects to be able to bring in, you know, another stellar high school coach out of the great state of North Carolina. So with that, Coach Quick, I'll go ahead and drop it over to you.
1: Yes, sir, Coach Huey. I just like for you right now just introduce yourself to our listening audience and tell us who Coach Maurice Huey is.
2: Uh, well, Coach Maurice Huey, of course, I'm Maurice Huey. Uh, been coaching high school ball for over 20 years. Uh, I'm the head football coach and baseball coach at Douglas Bird High School. I've been there. This is my third year. Um, married with a beautiful wife, LaShonda, for 20 years. I got three kids um, and. I've been coaching shoot. I started coaching, you know, parks and rec and I went through the ranks through there and uh, my purpose. I feel my purpose is to help kids uh, help kids athletically uh, as well as educationally as well. So um, that's a little spill about me. I've coached in many different areas, uh, mainly high school. Um, I was the head coach at East Columbus High School. I've also been the defensive coordinator at Pinecrest. Polk County, E.E. E. Smith, Westover. Uh, so I have been around. I've been a traveling guy, so to speak. So just blessed to have the opportunity to be on here and talk to you guys.
1: Yes, sir. Coach, i just like to say, man, outstanding body of work. Everywhere you've been, you, like you said, you've been coaching high school ball for 20 years. I followed your path quite a bit over the years, and man, I just like to say, continue to do what you're doing and helping kids and developing kids. You're turning boys into men, and that means it means a, a ton to me and to, as well to Coach Goins. So just keep doing what you're doing.
2: Appreciate it. And I can't can't keep this interview going without talking about the best fraternity in the world. I'm a member of Omega Psi Phi Fraternity, Incorporated, uh, the Beta Chi chapter in Fayetteville, North Carolina. So had to throw that out there as well.
1: Yes, sir. We, we will go. We go touch on that later on in
2: the show. As we. <laughs> yes.
0: Sir. Uh, All right, Coach Goins, I'll kick it over to you. Yeah. So uh, so I, I know I know he's a special guy, Coach Quick, when uh, when he was talking, he was uh, and he mentioned him, Finecrest Patriots, me being a you know graduate of Finecrest back in the day, 1984. So, yeah, I am dating myself. So we said again, like Coach Quick said, we certainly appreciate that body of work. Now you did mention uh, you're part of the Omega Psi Phi fraternity. Did, where did you uh, where'd you go to college?
2: I went to Fayetteville State University, class of 03. All
0: right, so you guys just celebrated uh, a homecoming this past week.
2: Yes, we did. Unfortunately, I wasn't a part because our game got rained out on Friday night, so we played on Saturday. So, duty calls, so I had to go to work.
0: No, oh, I understand that. I understand that. The Broncos are. Right. Matter of fact, a good friend of mine played at uh, Fayetteville State on the basketball side, Daryl Armstrong. Uh, okay. So, you know, yeah, DNA, DA, D.A. and I go way back. So with that, here's where I want to go. So hey, with, with the with the stops that you mentioned and, and now that you're in the in the big chair, uh, what 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 is the passion as it relates to a head coach? What side of the ball? How do you balance? How do you balance being a defensive coordinator? And now you're a head coach from the offensive side. Do, do you find yourself kind of wanting to lean, if you will, to the defensive side or lean to the offensive side? So t- it, tell it, us it, non-coaches it, what what to do in that situation.
2: If a coach tells you that they don't lean to one side or the other, being a former coordinator, they're lying. <laughs> they're lying. Um, I, well, it's funny. I started off on the offensive side of the ball and I was on the offensive side of the ball. I was actually the JV offensive coordinator. Good friend of mine was the JV defensive coordinator. We wound up getting a coaching change that year at Will Stover. coach Milton Butts became the head coach. And he basically flip-flopped us. He put me on defense. He put him on offense. So ever since then, I've been on the defensive side of the football. So there are times where you be at practice and things are not looking very well. And you start leaning to that side. And then you got to make sure you reel yourself back in because you're like, hey, man, I'm the head. I got to make sure that I'm even keeled on both sides, making sure I'm well versed. But there are times that you kind of lean to that side versus the other side.
0: I understand that. I understand that. So good. he 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 coach quick, he talking like Mike Tomlin, ain't he? yeah, it, it, it kind of looked like Mike Tomlin a little bit too. Yes, sir. I guess by way of Baltimore. So with that, I'll go ahead and kick it over to you, Coach Quick, coach yes, quick sir. I'll go ahead and kick coach it to Hurley,
1: you. How have all of your coaching stops prepared you to be the head coach at Douglas Bird Senior High School?
2: Every school had a challenge. Every school was different. Kids are different. Times are different. So, every school that I was a part of, I learned something or I gained some type of knowledge that prepared me for where I am now at Douglasburg. I give you a couple of examples. Like one example, I was at Pinecrest High School. Uh, I coached under uh, Chris Metzger, great coach, great friend of mine. He's now the head coach at Montgomery Central High School. And he did things a little different. He practiced in the mornings. So, we had practice from 5 30 to 7 30 every morning. Ooh. Um, and you know, from a guy that had just been with Milton butts and Ernest King and, and those coaches practicing in the evenings was the way to go. You know, we always did study hall and then we practiced until it got dark or then we cut the lights on and we kept it going. But coach Mesker, he was a stickler of time. He was a guy where, Perfection was a must. So, and if we didn't finish it at practice, he put it on the next practice the next day. We didn't constantly keep going and keep going and keep going. So I learned a different way from him as far as the morning practices, which it benefited the guys because, as you guys know, the kids go to college, college coaches go in the morning. You know, first thing in the morning, 5 o'clock, 5.30, if they're not lifting weights or they're not practicing, they're having team meetings, they're doing different things of that sort. So I learned something from them, from him. Then uh Coach Butts, of course, I was with Coach Butts the longest. Um, and Coach Butts, you know, taught me as far as organization. Uh, he taught me as far as how to perfect certain things, but he did it in a different way. Um, if the play didn't work we kept running that play over and over and over and over and over and over over again until those guys understood exactly what we were, what he wanted us, wanted them to do. Uh, He taught me a different way of how to handle in certain situations. Um, I worked with coach Ernest King. He taught me something different. I worked with uh, Trey Stasser in St. Paul's. He taught me something different. Um, I also worked with coach George Small, which is at Hope County right now currently as the head coach he taught me a different way of doing that thing. So, I took something from every head coach that I worked with and tried to incorporate it and make it my own. So, like now at Douglasburg, we're the only school in the county that practices in the morning. We practice from 5:30 to 7:30 in the morning. Um and One, it helps our kids as far as being in school on time. We don't have to worry about them being tardy, being late. They're punctual. They're already there. They're taking showers at the school. They're eating. They're good to go. And then two, when school is out, they actually have an opportunity to go to tutoring where they can work on their grades or get a job where some of them have to work based off of their family situations, or they can go out and support other programs at the school. So, like, now I'm over at a middle school practice watching some middle school kids practice. So it gives us an opportunity to do some things outside of the rim where we normally don't get to do as well.
0: Wow. Yes, sir.
1: Wow. It sounds like he's very prepared for the moment and taking this step and being the head coach at Douglas Bird. And I just know that continue to keep doing what you're doing because it's all going to pay off in the long run. Coach Goins, kicking it over to
0: you. Well, you know what, what I want to want to appreciate uh, Coach Huey is um, what I call stealing shamelessly, you know, taking, taking the piece from everybody and dropping it into this pot. And, and even though he might have a little bit of that Baltimore heat underneath it, uh, but he, he's able to to not just yes. stick to his way of doing things, learning. Because again, iron sharpens iron. And so again, hats off. You know what, I think, I think it's an excellent idea to, to go in the morning so when, when schools are with first, it gives your coaches staff a great balance, be able to say, hey, I got things to do if their kids are playing games and they got Absolutely. to be able to slide over. So you know, hats off to you and, and starting the training, you know, somebody's got to do it. So why
2: not Douglasburg High School? So it's here's where go ahead. So. Funny, I'm sorry, but it's oh, no, funny go. you said that. Um, because I was in I'm in a unique situation. My wife is a coach as well. She's a volleyball coach, uh, the head volleyball coach at Hope County High School. And my daughter is a senior at Hope County High School that plays volleyball, and she also cheers. So when you say it gives the coaches an opportunity to do some things that they're not accustomed to doing, I had an opportunity to watch my daughter play her senior season. I had an opportunity to watch my wife coach. You know, yes, typically sir. wouldn't have had a chance to do any of that. So it, it was a blessing. Excellent,
0: excellent,
2: excellent.
0: So, hey, Coach Quick, as I look at the top on, the, as I look at the clock on the wall, it just flashed me to ten the 10 minute, uh, 10 minute signal. So with that, here's where I want to go. Then I'm going to kick it over to you, Coach. Uh, Coach, quick, go ahead and ask, answer your question. I, I'm going to hold mine until later. Go ahead, Coach.
1: Yes, sir. My, my question is, Coach Huey, talk with our audience about how adversity can strengthen you and your team.
2: Well, I'm going to tell you, adversity has strengthened myself and my team this year. Um, this year, right now, we're 0-9. Um, we are young. When I mean young, I mean we got freshmen across the board playing in some very key places. Um, and we're not talking about freshmen that were just coming out the middle school field. We got some kids that hadn't played football in a while that are playing in some key positions. So the adversity this year has really been prevalent in our program this year, um, teaching kids the, how to lift weights, how to do different things. So we're not being successful on the field per se as far as wins or losses. Like, we just had a tough loss uh, Saturday night. We lost the printout sweat 14 to 12. Um, and seeing the the emotions of the kids and, and the heartbreak and, you know, they were upset lets me know that the adversity is actually prevalent and it is driving them, it's giving them that fire that, hey, during the offseason, we got to make sure that we're doing this and we're doing that and we're doing the things that we need to do be, to be successful. But adversity is always. To me, it's always helpful. Um, because you gotta be prepared for anything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you might have a kid that's, you know, running a four, and he's good to go. And the next thing you know, he twists his ankle and he's out. So you gotta be able to have that next man up mentality. You gotta be able to uh still rally the troops and get those guys ready to roll. So adversity is is it's common, and I always tell everybody it's bigger than football, it's about life. So if we can handle those adversities during the football season, these young men, and I have a young lady on my team, they'll be able to handle adversities in life as well. Yes,
1: sir. If I can just encourage you for one second, 1995, 1996, I was a senior on a football team for the Union Pines Vikings, who hadn't won a ball game in two years, up under first year head coach, Coach Jim Hicks. Coach Goins was my defensive He was my um defensive, um, defensive line coach. And so therefore, we got the ball rolling. We won our first game in over two years. And from that point on, Coach Hicks and his team, his teams, they took off from there. We end up winning two ball games my senior year. And so I'm I'm just telling you, brother, God has appointed you in this place at this appointed time. You stayed a course. You and your team, you're going to get this thing turned around.
2: What's up? This is Mike Vick, and you're listening to the GQ Coaches Show. Hey, this is Pete Chilka, North Carolina Tar Heel and NBA champion. You're listening to the GQ Coaches Show. This is John
0: Eisenberg, author of Rocket Men, the black quarterbacks who revolutionized pro football. And you are listening to the GQ Coaches Show, the real talk in sports.
1: Hey, this is Chris Patola, and you're listening to the GQ Coaches Show, the real talk in sports. I believe in you, and I believe in your coaching staff, and I believe in your your kids. As you said, you're young, but you guys are going to get it turned around. i would never forget that first win after two years. I ran off that field. I was jumping up and down like I was was a big kid in a candy store. (laughs) So you just hold on, hold to the process, because you guys are going to get it turned around.
2: I appreciate
0: you. Yes, yes sir.
1: sir. Coach Goins, kicking it back to you.
0: Well, you know he—he's right, Coach. And, I, and I'm telling you, i, I was there, and it was—it was a long two years. Uh, but in that process, uh, and as you see, Coach Quick and I still had a relationship almost 25 years after that. So it wasn't about because we went 10 and two because we were OHS there, and we again that friendship. Now he's a grown man. The guys have got kids, all that stuff. So we've been hammering out the show. Uh, so hats off. Do not think that what you're not doing won't be what, won't yield. Uh, so everything you're doing now, you, you're sowing and you're watering, and then let God worry about that increase, Coach. So again, we continue and just wish you continued success. So here's where I want to go in, in the uh, little bit of time that we got left. As as we know, Coach Prime is out there calling up. Matter of fact, you know what, Coach Quick, how you going to let me do this, Coach Quick, and I don't do my do my right. gotta put your shades. You better
2: uh, be glad uh, it's fun going down, because I normally have my shades <laughs> on too. <laughs> so let me go ahead and get out of here, right? So in that, coach. So what's
0: what's your take on Coach Prime and, and what he's done for college football?
2: I think Coach Prime has really lit a fire in the college football. He's gotten a lot of people that really has not paid attention to college football to actually pay attention. Um I think he's done a phenomenal job as far as what he did at Jackson State and the things that he's doing in Colorado. Uh, A lot of people are, you know, griping and moaning and upset, like, oh, he ain't doing nothing. He, He took a program that hadn't won any games, and he's making them relevant in the college football scene. They were ranked in the top 25 just a couple of months ago. So he's doing things. He's doing things unconventional he's doing them a little different like a lot of people are upset as far as him going into the transfer portal and but when you're in the profession that they're in in college they're in that win now mentality so with them being in that win now mentality you got to do some things a little different so you can keep your job I, i tell people all the time high school is a little different we take what comes through the doors right so whatever come through the doors, we got to cultivate, like you said, we got to water it, we got to seed it, we got to plant it, we got to watch it grow. Versus college, shoot, if those Jokers don't win within the first two years, they're gone. So he, yes, he, had, he had to make sure that he did what he needed to do to make sure that he could be successful. And I, man, I, I've always been a Coach Prime fan. I'm a Colorado Buffalo fan. I'm, I'm rocking wherever he's going, because he's going to make sure that those things are going to be done the right way. Hey, this is Coach Mike Apple, Head Men's Basketball Coach and Athletic Director of St. Hills Community College, and you're listening to the GQ Coaches Show, the real talking sport. This is Matt Doherty,
0: and you're listening to the GQ Coaches Show. This is Bobby Collins, the Head
1: Men's Basketball Coach at T. Shaw University, and you're listening to
0: the GQ Coaches Show, the real talk in sport. We're listening to Coaches GQ Q chopping it up. Yes, sir. So what I'm going to do, I just want to thank you uh, so much for taking your time out to jump on. I'm going to give Coach Quick this last question, but I just want to toss out and let you know we are always here for you. So when you guys, whenever you, you got you got our information, shoot us a link. Keep us up to date what's, what's rolling what you. As oh, a matter of fact, when you get into baseball season. Give us a shot, we'll have you back on. Maybe you standing on the diamond right on top of the yes, mountain sir. or behind the dish. We don't care. If it's sports, we're gonna talk about it. Then, matter of fact, then at the end of the season, you want to have one of your players on, we can hook that up too. So, with that, Coach Quick, I'll kick it over to you for your closing.
1: Yes, sir. Hey, Coach you're Here, man. I just like to say thank you for the opportunity to come on our show. Thank you um for your time, your talent, and your efforts. Continue to do what you're doing, man. Stay on the grind. Like I told you earlier, I believe in you. I believe in your staff. I believe in your team. I know you're going to get it turned around. So just keep holding on to what you believe in because you and your kids are going to be on the on the winning side of things very, very soon.
2: I appreciate you guys. Thank you guys for having me, man. And as always, I always end everything and say go Eagles. Because we got a Steelers fan on here, I'm going to say go Ravens. Oh. <laughs> go Ravens. Go we'll Ravens. Have, we'll have to edit that out.
0: <laughs> Go <them> <laughs> but I will, I will say this real quick. I did hear Mike Tomlinism in there, next man up, but I'm going to leave it alone. You, you, you might have coined that down in
2: Douglasburg. Well, so I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be honest with you. I really like Mike Tomlin. I really do. Smart I just man. hate the fact that he coaches at Pittsburgh. That's all.
0: <laughs> That's, that, but you know what? It, it's all good. So with that, Coach Quick, you know where to take us. For
1: Coach Goins, our very special guest, Coach Maurice Huey. He is the head football coach at Douglas Bird High School and the baseball coach. And for myself, Coach Quick, we'll see you in the locker room.
0: You have been listening to the GQ Coaches Show with Coaches GQ, the real talk in sports.